0: Blonde is many things, yeah, but it is also a feast for the eyes. Yeah, put it on at a party, put it on mute. <laughs> <That'll> <laughs> <Just free> people <laughs> that would actually free me, but <laughs> it's if very people dark. People have done any drugs, they'll be like, "Holy shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that JFK?" <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the 50th episode of this podcast. Can you believe that? 50 episodes? Can't. 50 times. Five zero. I've come all the way here and we've had to sit down and do this. That's that's a year. We had our, our year anniversary recently and yep, now we're a couple, having like a couple weeks 50th going. episode and we couldn't have done it. That you guys listening thank for you for listening. listening it's very appreciated but don't say that that makes me think the episode's <laughs> yeah, over yeah. it's a very short <laughs> episode. this episode is coming it's <laughs> like so so, the time we lost an episode so we have oh yeah that's so, you know this highs so, and lows the yeah. highs and lows of a year oh of God, podcast yeah. production of just the two of us mm. trying to plug cables in and say is that with rolling jobs. is that rolling with jobs squeezing it in i can't do tonight okay what have you seen can we do this have you emailed it's this constant we're surprisingly committed to it we like, like, obviously, not. we enjoy it. I'm not. I, this is how I do it. This is everything. how do. Yeah, I do it. Yeah, 100%. No, like, considering that it's just a, it's a complete you know, side project that we do, yeah. it takes up so much more time than yes. I would ever have thought yes. it does. But, but yet, like, you, you come here every week, where I'm set up, yes. whether it's a busy week. Like, I, I've literally been all over the world this yes. year, like, which is great, but it means I've, just, I've never actually been in the country. Yes. But still, like, the days I'm here, we record. We do it. I love it. I love that like, we've, we've gained an audience in this year, which yeah, has been amazing. You. I hope, Yeah, it's that's, that's wonderful. So episode 50. episode 50. So welcome to episode 50. And we're just going to change things up slightly today because we're going to begin with an email today. Because it's our 50th. Because our 50th. And this, and this question, I think, because it's our 50th, cuts to the identity of the show. Yeah. And who we are. So we thought we'd open with this email. James? This one is from Billy, who writes in just like you can to hello at popkitchenpodcast.com. And he says, Hey, guys, big fan of the podcast. Thank you, Billy. My girlfriend and I love watching it curled up on the sofa, which I think is <laughs> adorable, really like with the Rings of Power. Hey, like, guys. yeah yeah. <laughs> Do <laughs> you want to watch uh, Rings of Power, House of Dragon, or uh, Pop Kitchen? kitchen. <laughs> the dynamic between you both is lots of fun, Thank and we you. love your anecdotes. This may seem like a bit of a strange line of questioning. But where did you meet? And what was the first film you bonded over? I know it's quite personal, and we're veering on creepy parasocial territory here, but I'm sure other listeners would also love to hear the anecdote of how you two became friends. The Pulp Kitchen origin story, if you will. Hmm. Keep up the good work, Bill. Well, Bill... We have touched upon this. I think briefly, fleetingly, briefly when we in talked other, other episodes. The trailers that we loved. loved. We talked about I bonding also, over. Yeah, so it's sort of come up, but we should do it as it's our fiftieth episode. It, it was nineteen ninety four. Indulge us briefly as we yeah. just reveal a little bit how we know each other. So mm-hmm. James and I met in the Halcyon days of twenty fifteen. January twenty fifteen when we're both at university. In you in, in the Second UK. Second year of university. Had, hold on, before you go into how we officially met, had are you sure we never interacted prior to that? I hate I hope this isn't a bruised your ego, James, but I'd never heard of you and never seen you. <laughs> prior to meeting you okay same so i had no idea cool. who you were um, and also frankly. i was we, we were both around like we both did yes, drama we stuff we had overlapping friends not, and we, we would have been in the you know on, like the auditions day in yeah. the first year we would have been in that room maybe like, waiting sure anyway anyway so we're at university and you know as you can probably tell over 50 episodes now James and i have a taste for the theatrics <laughs> and we we both auditioned we were both auditioning for plays for uh that year's that terms uh crop of plays we ended up doing a really good play with a lot of other people in it which is really great great fun very bonding experience and you were there and i was there um and so that's how we met we did a play i remember meeting you in the I want to say callback auditions. Right, in, really. you know that like upstairs, like G- I want to say it's like the GS rooms right. in, in in Sussex. Right, I remember yeah. we were, we were that's all that's where we went. University, university, and we were like we all still were still kind of making fun of each other right. even before we'd been cast. But it was very much like a, well, you, no one was safe. You more so than you more so, James. <laughs> James, he's got better now. You're softer and nicer now. But yeah, you the kind you were you were a bit harsh. I mean, well, I, I don't I, think we hang out in, with a big group me. of guys anymore. Like if we went on a lads' holiday, I'd be back. When we when we read, did the read through for the play i got one word i mispronounced one word and George, you were on me <laughs> instead of saying misled he said i've been misled yeah yeah i, I just in, in my head Lens i don't know what i <laughs> just thought the person was talking about being miserly and i misread it and you were just there next to me and you were like oh ho, ho, my sword. anyway um soon enough though because we do the, the play is relevant because because it is relevant because in doing a play mm. with quite a big cast, mm. there is a lot of waiting around. There's a lot of waiting so in the wings. Much. Which though, is the best part of being in any like, play, right? Yeah, exactly. Which is the go, even though we all had a decent amount of work to do, like yeah. scene to scene, but there were always these breakpoints. And you're waiting in the wings. What do you do? You sit, you chat, you have fun. And a big thing to talk about in 2015 with like minded theatrical creative people was. Star cinema Wars and films and well star, yeah, yeah cinema and films but particularly but this we was at the that. time when the internet had like the only thing that owned the internet was the Force Awakens trailer yeah the, and right? the anticipation for it to come out and, that, that and, and I think what's interesting is we, talk, we talked about this before is how different everyone's emotional relationship was to Star Wars before it's sort of been you yeah. know opened up and done to death but it was something that was special it was rare, we, we didn't yeah. have, we didn't know if it was ever coming back, which yeah. that now sounds ridiculous. I know, of I know, course right? it was yeah. going to come back. But there was this time where we, there was this feeling that what was happening was really special. Yes. It was for the nerds who had grown up with it, who yeah. loved it and adored it. And you just all of a sudden could talk about Star Wars with anyone. Yeah. Not saying that what we have isn't special, (laughs) but it was like, you you, you just like those trailers and those sounds, like we were in a very theatrical mood and we would literally like reenact the trailer. Yeah, totally. We were, you know, when you, especially, because by being in a, in a rehearsal room, you're already kind of suspended your kind of, you're just suspended your adult, you're in a very, very playful, let's just say theatrical mood. So we were and you know, other people as well it wasn't just limited to 100%. us we were all yeah, yeah. enjoying and talking about star wars and talking about film and i think we naturally just talked about it from there and so for the weeks and months that pre- that preceded that we then talked about films, talked about forward, talk, talk about films and also just like, as a group like we would go to the pub afterwards we would talk about like what's being nominated yes. that year and just like yeah. the, the people i was in plays with and part of like drama stuff i knew just were really into drama films but, and like you obviously yeah. exactly but also i think what's interesting about uh when i speak to you is that other people were just interested in like General kind of performance. Some people were really theatrical. Yes, yeah. And some people were more. You and I were more specifically into film. Yes, which yeah. is quite cool. So that was how we met. And then it continued really in in a vein um, uh, throughout. And then well, you, I'd, I'd you, say so. I dropped out of uni. Yes, right. I it's after year. second year. I dropped out at the start of third year. Should I go? Should I explain this story? Um, no, I mean you can. You, can, uh, you know what? Sorry, should it's, do it's right? your story. You, only if you want to, James. I I don't mind explaining it. So I was originally doing studying psychology, completely irrelevant to what I do now, hmm. right? But when I joined, I was doing psychology with American studies. I realised at uni that I loved being there but I didn't want to like long this thing out I was very ready to like start working and I found that just like doing a year out would elongate this whole process and I decided I was like I just want to do three years of uni and then crack on I'm not going to be a psychologist academia is fine but I definitely wasn't going to be like extending that whole thing I knew I just wanted to be people so I was like I'm just going to switch back to straight psychology which is a three year course and not a four-year course um at the time, they were like, "Yeah, that's fine. We'll just transfer your credits over. This is all good." And then I finished my second year, failed a stats module, which, by the way, everyone fails, and you re- you're meant to like retake that in your third year, and um, which many people did. So I failed that stats module, and it was like, "Hi, please, um, you got an email being like, please retake this in the January exams. All good." Turned up at third year, received no email, started, I was, like, I properly started, I'd been, like, the week before term, and then I did two weeks of uni, I was directing a play, I was going to lectures, like, I was properly, I'd probably started uni, and then I had this um, administrative registration error on my uh, online portal, and I thought, huh, that's weird, I can't really, like, log in properly. Ignored it for like a few days because I didn't need to do it. And then I needed to log in to see something. So I like tried it again, called up IT. IT were like, oh, that's strange. We'll just check in. It must be something to do with your board. Checked in with like the course thing. They were like, oh, that's strange. It says that I kept being pushed on to like three different people. And they were like, oh, that's strange. You're not meant to be here this year. You're meant to be taking a year out to redo your stat your stats exam. And I was like, oh, well, no one's told me that. Surely I can just retake it. I'm here now. I've signed up. I have a house. Like I've paid a deposit. Like I've started going to lectures surely we can just readjust that. And to this day, no one ever gave me a proper explanation as to why this couldn't really, mm. I couldn't do it, but they said it's something to do with how the, the, the credits were allocated across different years. I wasn't even doing that. It's not like I was doing really badly and I didn't have enough credits. Like I i was doing right. like well enough to actually get into third sure. year. And um, it was really bad. Like the, the I had to appeal a Zamble decision, which got rejected. And then I appealed it again. They said no. I went to the head of psychology, who was like, "This is ridiculous. I'm going to help you out. You've started third year. Mm. Blah blah blah. Very traumatic. Got my mum to come down and was like, I, I, I pleaded with them. I was like, Do you understand? Like, if you lift me out of this year without having to plan my year out, I'll probably be quite like distressed and like yeah. completely Depressed. sort of disinjected. I'll be leaving my friends. I'll yeah. have to go home, and I can't. If I'd known in May, I could have been like, Okay, I'll plan a gap year, yeah, of course, or yeah. I'll plan a job, or I'll go travelling, or whatever. Couldn't do any of that. So basically, in October of that year. After I'd started third year, I had to move home. And I told them, I was like, do you realize I probably won't come back? Like, I'll have to move on. You're going to actually lose out whole years of fees if you don't just let me do this. they completely, like, rejected by the system. No one was personally there to be like, this is obviously not in this student's best interest. Fuck, this guy's gone. So I then basically had to move home and just start working, which ended up being one of the best things that ever happened to me. Because I think I sort of worked in a restaurant for a bit, then I got a job in TV. And then I got offered a, a full-time job for the September that I would have gone back to do my third year. Yeah. And I decided to just take that momentum and do that. And yeah. I've just done production ever since. So it was actually like a really great thing for me, but you and I always stayed in touch. Yes, we did. <laughs> Long story it's back funny. about my life I do remember how I got into no, it. First of all, I'm sorry when I was like, oh, you don't have to tell It's no, that it it is interesting. And, Something I, and I'm in sorry, life, you yeah. know, it is a shame, but you know what? You were still present. And what was quite interesting yes, is that in yeah. my third year then, the, the year where you weren't there, you were still around. First of all, I ended up being in that play that you were meant to. You were meant to direct. Yes, I, which I was turned you, you were in the audition, and then like just James wasn't there anymore. Yeah. But I also remember we when we then put, put that play on at Christmas time. You then I came, came to see visit. It, yeah. And I remember you came kind of earlier just to hang out with people and talk. To yes. People. And then yeah. we were deconstructing the set afterwards, and I remember you were very vividly. You and I carrying a massive. Flat, yes, You know, a massive theatre flat. Like a like, a, like, like wall, a yeah. stage wall. Yeah, f- stage, fake stage wall um, up the stairs. And we were just like nattering about all these meaningless oh. films. I remember you telling me about Fanforstic, you know, and yeah. how terrible it was. Yeah. And we were just like, walking out being like, oh my God, Fanforstic is terrible. Have you even have you seen this one? Have you, we were you... always just yes. overlapping talking, of, yeah, back and forth. We would do bits from films we didn't know the other person would seen. And like you would pick up yeah. on that scene and continue yes, it. That, and and that was what it was. That's a key part of it actually, sorry, as well. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. one of us would make a very oblique leak referenced or quote that you from don't film. think other people get and it's that amazing catharsis of realizing like oh this guy yeah, also yeah, knows yeah. that scene and can actually like <laughs> do the rest of the yeah. scene with me yeah yeah and it just like yeah just like an electric energy and uh, also um i was just trying to think what we went to the cinema to see first and i think i, mean, I think the first one we ever went to see the, to the cinema to see was age of ultron yeah, and Which the Brighton Odeon. Brighton yeah. yeah, right. And then after that, probably Suicide Squad. Not after a great start. No, just no. like- <laughs> yeah. um, so 2015, I remember talking about that. And then um, you... Yeah, and then we did another play together later in the year. So you yeah, kind of—I uh, mean, I think we could say this now. You kind of manipulated the university system to be able to <laughs> go, best, go on this, go on a, a university. Trip. Yeah, hundred percent. I definitely shouldn't have been allowed to that. paid not. for no. so James. Basically, James had, at this point was no longer a student and at I, Sussex. Yeah, I wasn't at that point. And we were doing a play in for the Edinburgh Fringe, which was paid for yeah. by the university. You know, they paid for the travel and the accommodation. And we I just said, the- and we were just like, James is a student; he's coming back for third year. Blah <laughs> yeah. blah blah. And obviously, you weren't, but no. you, you just got on that gravy train. And we Took went up to Edinburgh for accommodation. Edinburgh which was which was great and in that time as well yeah I I remember seeing Suicide Squad I was working in tv at the time exactly you had all these stories about it and I remember vividly now walking down the Edinburgh like mile with chairs under my arms, or like you know the, the, the detritus of what doing if anyone's done the play at the end of a fringe, you know what it's like. And you and I talking about the prestige, being yes. like. But the thing is, it really is actually one of those best films. Obsessing over it, <laughs> it's underrated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, How did you not know? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, if I can see you kissing her legs you, on the yeah. sides so and can the guys the, the eggs f- around yeah. three and four. Yeah. And uh, I think the other people in the trip were just like, oh my. God, yeah, yeah, it was like almost must, uh, um, people were slightly taken aback by how quickly we could just snap back. Yeah, And then I want to say what it was it was during the rehearsals for that you and I started yes, talking about the idea. We, yeah. we both we both obviously loved films and love film podcasts, long in-depth discussion, you know, talking about contrasting films, listening to people, review them, mm-hmm. different opinions. And we thought... Arrogantly, as you know, to, to, <laughs> to 20, guys. 21 year old people, we thought, why don't what if we were to do what if we gave podcast? it a try? Yeah. What if we what if we tried to capture the energy yeah. and and like you know, this friendship and like the passion for film, we put that into a show. so exactly. This would have been what 2016? 2016. 2016. So, we, so, a while ago, this was idea was brewing, and I just want to say a massive thank you of to course. everyone who has just given us a chance going oh maybe i'll listen to the episode yeah, like it, it really does mean so we much there th- is so much content out there to choose from you guys have busy days you've got a lot going on in your life yeah. and for you to take an hour an hour and a half half an hour of us in your lives during that so day cool. we really appreciate it it means a lot and we thank you for it we'll see you at 100 see you at 100, <laughs> 100 episodes this is not the end of the episode we, no. we're, we're gonna move on to talk we about other stuff now we're gonna actually stuff. do some more content yeah but I just want to say, 50th episode in, thank you. Shit. And 50 episodes later of doing this, we do we are starting to have exciting opportunities. And people who listen to our episode last week will know that we were invited to the Crown uh, premiere Hello, but, at Pop Kitchen Podcast on that's Instagram. Exactly. And if you are watching The Crown, have you checked out last week's episode? Mm-hmm. Um, and. We were very lucky to be invited by Netflix to the world premiere at Theatre Royal Drury Lane earlier this week. If you follow us on Instagram and TikTok, you would have seen clips and posters and uh, posts and photos about us. it. Go follow us. Um, but we did it time. was after it was after we recorded our crown episode, so we couldn't talk about it. So yes. we just thought we better tell you what it was like from a you know first-person perspective of what going to this premiere was like. Because, you know, Top Gun Maverick was a very big premiere, it was a raw gala, but it was just me because James was away. Amsterdam was fun, but it was like, it wasn't like all bells and whistles. It it wasn't black tie or anything. It was a green green carpet, please. And also like the content of Amsterdam was like, okay, fine. But this, you know, you and I both love the crown. Mm -hmm. We were very excited. We both got suited and booted. And I think what's worth saying is that the evening began disastrously. It was pouring (laughs) down was was rain. Biblical British rain. I get out of Covent Garden Tune Station. It is just like thunder and we've got a four minute run. To, to get oragy, to where we get soggy by the yeah. time we turn up. And and you, you know you'll see a clip of it uh, in the video, but like we then sprint through Covent Garden in the rain in our tuxes, getting completely. Everything soaked. crinkled and, I this, know, and, we do, and like just damned. Because you know wet. when you turn up, you're like, okay, I'm ready, I've got my hair ready, and everything, I've got no, my suit ready, and you just done. it's just like, nah, I'm gonna douse you with water. And it yeah. felt like the third act of a British rom-com. Yeah. We were, like, running through the streets running of Covent through, Garden with yeah. the Christmas lights reflected yeah, in the rain. it was lovely. Yeah. And it was like, we, were going, oh, we have to tell her. We must <laughs> let her know that I yeah. love her. Um, so then we turn up to get our tickets. It's and, a like, weird. sort of little queue for yeah, the little other queue. And, quote VIPs. Yeah. Was, and people are in, like, long backless ball gowns and big glittery suits. Yeah. And... and they all look completely soaked. And everyone's just <laughs> yeah. a little bit like, oh, and we're, hun- hu- we're waiting, we're queuing under the canopy of this sweet shop yeah. to go around the corner and bend in. Um and then we're with f- Fred through, and yep. it's a Red Cup, and we see some people on Netflix. We know, oh, hey, how you doing? Greg? good. I'll take it? So then you. Work, you're you're led round. Sort of looped round a bit, and you get your picture taken. At, at the, main the main photo wall. And this is the main photo wall, where obviously the, the talent would later arrive, and Ross got taken And this out. is an interesting experience. This is a new one Not both of us. Not because you and I... At all famous, and no, no one had we, any clue who we are. Yeah, no one, <laughs> but there's this slightly overwhelming bit. And I'm sure if you're Margot Robbie, this is that times 150. Yeah. But you you go up, and it's your queue, and someone goes, Okay, you two, please come through. And all of a sudden, it's like flash, 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 flash. Yeah. And someone's going, Okay, guys, looking at my camera, yeah. please, thank you. And you're like, Oh my god, yeah, yeah. And he's like, Okay, now the next row above me, please. And it's like, bah, 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 bah. It's like, it, it, it's got that horrible, like punchy flash thing because you yeah. you just realise there are so many eyeballs looking there there are um, three rows high they're all at different heights yeah, aren't they no people and then I'm thinking like what? should I be smiling as I am would that look weird do I need to like do a do like a, 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 a red carpet you know I clench think? I've never thought about how I me should and, I knew, and I, there was a moment when we were there and we and I think we both were quite thunderstruck we were just <laughs> yeah. like oh my god I have no idea and it doesn't matter because no one apart from us will ever look no, at that I know they had respect. no idea but it was just the proper like up here, up to the right there. And it's like, it's like, you know, we, we, you know, when you do a lineup, when you've been arrested, you, you have to, uh, turn to the left and just flash up, to the right, there. and then and we sort of goes, okay, thank you. Yeah. And then <laughs> James and I are kind go. of like, this is like starstruck. we're struck. like a bit damp. Our hair's like yeah. soggy. My suit is wet. And I'm just like, who am I? What's going on? Yeah. Um, and then, and that's the red carpet itself was basically squelching under yeah. the, cause it had just been doused with water. Yeah. Um, Anyway, but it was a very—I very, mean, Netflix I had a throwing event. I have to say, like I we, mean the, the theater. Well, we're talking about—we walked into Theatre Royal, which I don't cool. think yeah. I've ever been no, out in those rooms before. Beautiful, fantastic, the high <laughs> ceiling, chandeliers, chandeliers, like little circular atriums that look down. Yeah. Free champagne, canapes. yeah, and everyone dressed to the nines. Yeah, and the uh, you know the, the the waiting staff were in the the kind of red. Uh, you know the red suits weren't they yes, the valet yeah. the valet yeah, more photo inside I, I thought it was interesting how i mean i talked to you briefly about this yesterday how there were almost no sort of conventional famous tv people there or what i would call mm. like older established who weren't attached italics, to the who crown. weren't attached to yeah. the people invited were all TikTokers, social media people. Yes. I recognize like people from TikTok. Yeah. From Francis Bourgeois was there. Train guy was there. By the and way, I, I, I realized yesterday that for about six months, I've been calling Francis Bourgeois, Francois Bourgeois. It's Francois, yeah. yeah it's, it's, even more. It's, not, it's Francis Bourgeois, right? It's Is it Francis? It's Francis, that's the guy. Oh, thing. I think I've been saying Francis on Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um so he's right, the I, guy, George Dior impression. You know he, oh you guys have seen him on yeah. Instagram. You know, he's the guy who's like, I've been taking an A380 bus to to you know, I am waiting for the A329 to take me to Stansted. Oh, oh, here it comes, here it comes you know that's, that's love you Francis Sorry. he's great he's and he was very great. nice the, we met briefly yeah and um, yeah it was interesting they've probably gone the PR approach for that is let's not have like three expensive influencers or TV people who won't post about it yeah. let's bring a hundred yeah. micro influencers high who are Hello. probably gonna like be really happy to be there make loads of content and also happy to do it for free um Anyway, it was just, and it was, it was very nice. We saw a, a couple of actors and stuff, and then we go to take our seats. We had the best I, seats I, I, in the I, theater. I mean if this was a proper like theater production, five hundred pounds, five hundred pound tickets, royal so like, circle, royal circle, upper tier, yeah. second row, yeah. Yes. clear unobstructed view yeah. of the entire stage Dead elevated Dead bang centre. on the middle yeah. like i literally i who i was i was in a melda staunton seat yeah as far as i was concerned <laughs> yeah. it was so good i was, thinking, I was like this must be yeah. a mistake it was it was terrific Amazing. and and then uh edith borman comes on the stage she does all of these ones yeah she you know, has nice a nice presence and she introduces the whole cast and yeah so, well, uh, first of all, Ted Sarandos was there, who was the, who is Netflix. the head of Netflix, co-CEO of Netflix with Reed Hastings, but also the head of content. Internationally. So I was like, whoa, they are pulling out the big guy. Did guns. a little speech about The Crown, how it came about. Yes, and, and um, you know, they've been working on it for 10 years, and the idea to recast has always been part of the show. Yeah. And then she brings on Peter Morgan, who created it, Imelda Staunton, who is, you know, very small. Yeah, yeah she's small. <laughs> um, Jonathan Price, Price, Dominic West, uh, Dominic West Elizabeth Debicki, John, Johnny Lee Miller, yeah. uh, Leslie Manville. And you know there was a brief moment where she sort of asked questions. Edith Bowman would ask questions briefly yeah. to each member of staff. And you know they're shooting season six right now. Yeah, yeah. And so Edith Bowman said, "You know, is it is it a night off for you, Imelda? Or and Storm just said, "I'm leaving in five. Yeah, <laughs> we've, we've got work <laughs> to tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah." And she probably has to do like a lot of hair and makeup to look like yes, the queen. Exactly. So um, yeah, she's just really honest because you know that happens. Like I don't yeah. think these actors are just going to sit there and watch the film. No, I don't think any challenges because you know no. they've seen it. They are in it. Yeah, they yeah. don't need to. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Price was. Great great banter, so charming. He was talking about how he was performing on this stage like 30 Mm. years ago, and then he pointed out, and he said, you know, 30 years ago when I was performing on this stage, do you know who was in the audience selling ice creams and programs? Johnny Lee Miller. And there it. Teased him. Um, You know, and Dominic West was really funny because he clearly because they're still filming had the mannerisms of charles and he put his hand in his pocket the side pocket that uh, that charles does um and then you know elizabeth Debicki, very gracious leslie manville funny johnny miller kind of reserved probably still slightly john major mode even though he's probably not in season six that much um yeah, uh, and, then it. It. And, then, and then and then we watched episode one, which we'd seen before, but great to see again. As we yeah. said, the, the crown is so richly detailed. And I'm so glad I've seen an episode in a cinema slash theatre, yeah, like in a true. dark room. Oh, and we forgot they played the theme live. Oh, and they live had a ballet uh, performance doing it as well. This live, yeah. yeah, classical musicians yes. played the theme and yeah, they had wonderful ballet performance. And then they decided to play episode three. They played episode one, one and episode and three. three. So we'd seen episode one and we were like, okay, good. We hadn't seen episode three yet. We thought, we're going to wait to see this with our respective people yeah, because yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't want to ruin it. And... Uh, a lovely night was had and it was a lovely premiere so that's what it was and like thank you so much for the invite again yes and it was a jolly good time and that's and that was nice to have a third premiere this year and yeah. nice to talk about it on our 50th episode follow the channels for more premiere goodness more fun things more shenanigans <laughs> James, let's get a quick review in as well. Look, I think it's worth saying that we both tried to go and see Black Panther. Oh, God. uh, Which came out... We're filming this on a Saturday that came out yesterday... And we both you couldn't. I yesterday I was I had I started I had a five a.m. start. So I was like I want to try and catch like a decent time screening. I checked well, the Vue website was yeah. crashing as I was trying to book the tickets. And I saw that the screenings were like full apart from three tickets. Tried to book it, couldn't. Yeah. Kept going later and later and later. I think it's almost a three hour, for at least yeah. two and a half hours. And I was looking at a ten thirty, and the, the site was not loading, and there were five tickets left. And I ch- kept trying to book it. I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not okay. going for a ten thirty screening to try and see it. But what that means is that black. Panther: Wakanda Forever is probably enjoying the same success yes. that Black Panther 2018. Yeah. Well, good for it. Did, which is which is fantastic. fantastic. But there is like a Black Panther factor, isn't there? Yeah, of course. Where I think it's just got. There's a huge appetite to go and see this. I, You do love to see it. You love to see, it, regardless. Yeah, what you think yeah. about film, that film is just being like eaten up by an audience. They're passionate yeah. about it. That's great. However, it means we haven't seen. We it. Haven't seen We'll it. try it and see it. Don't get me episode. wrong. But. Uh, in lieu of that, there is something new out that we both quite like that mm-hmm. we have seen a bit of, which yep. is the new season of The White Lotus, yes. which uh, we talked about, I think, in our first ever episode. Okay, we listen. just finished uh, The one. If you haven't seen The White Lotus, the first season, it is about it's this sort of series, an ensemble series set in Hawaii about this uh, luxury resort called The White Lotus. And it's about the relationship between the staff and the tourists and the role of money... And wealth and the toxicity that involves, and the toxicity of tourism. And uh, there's an underlying note of sinisterness. And there is very, it's very funny at times, but it's, it's quite shock. dark. There's the, you know, the, the first season of White Loaf opens, and someone has, someone has died, and yes. then it cuts back to one week earlier. Anyway, there was open to great success, one of the best opening theme tunes as well, and we've yeah. had since like Game of Thrones, and now unsettling and weird. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like very, with very distorted. Strange imagery that mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. foreshadows what's going to happen. Yeah, like really... the rotting wallpaper. Yeah. Anyway, cut a year later, they've made another season. And yeah. it, it did very well at the Emmys, I think. And uh, I think you know, Jennifer Coolidge won an Emmy, I believe. Yeah. And I was a little bit nervous because I thought, that's very quick to suddenly turn around a series. And yeah. they, they've treated it like an anthology, so... Whole new cast, except for Jennifer Coolidge, which we'll get to. And the idea is that the White Lotus is like a a very premium hotel group that has hotels all around the world and that, you know, all of these bad stuff Exactly. So this is set at a different White Lotus resort. This is set in Sicily um, and with a cast that includes Jennifer Coolidge returning as her character. That is the only crossover at the moment. Uh, Theo James, Aubrey Plaza, Tom Hollander... um, uh, oh, tell me, tell me, oh, oh, um, oh uh, uh, Michael Imperioli, yes. oh, F. Murray Abraham. Oh my yeah, God! Yeah. So F. Murray Abraham, of course, most famous for playing Salieri and Amadeus, and yeah. much else besides. Great to see him, um, and of course, uh, it's a lot of Italian actors as well, which yeah. is great. So, um, a bit like, like White Lotus season one, I don't think this is a spoiler to mm. say this begins in the same territory. Uh, someone's died. Someone has died. And you see the brief scene then, and then it cuts to one week before, and, and it's you have a- the arrival of the guest. I'm so sorry, James. No, 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 I will, no, I will no. let you speak in a second. No, 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 not at all. You have the arrival of the guest, and then you have the same thing. It's money, it's wealth, it's uncomfortableness, there's tension, there's claustrophobia. And it's a bit like when I talked about like, Glass Onion when I went to see that, and I was like, yeah. oh, I get what this brand is now. Like with Glass Onion Knives Out, it's like it's a murder mystery, but with all about the rich and powerful. And with White Lotus, I was like, okay, I'm in, I see what the brand is. Every season, someone's gonna be dying, it's gonna be set at a luxury hotel. That's the setup. We really like the first season. It's made by Mike White, who is a writer-director who's written lots of screenplays. Most, if you know him as an actor, he he played he played the real Mr. Schneebly in School of Rock. Yeah, he's the actual Mr. Schneebly. Um, Anyway, this is Mr. Mr. Schneebly. Schneebly. Uh, It's funny. I don't work for them. Let me give them a call. (laughs) Ned, (laughs) boom. Anyway. James, why loads of season two? What do you well, think? yeah, just hearing you talking about the structure of it, it was interesting. I was wondering how the opening would be, but it seems like they, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We're going to do the exact same thing. Here's a dead body bodies actually for this one and you just left with this morbid curiosity Mm. knowing how's it all gonna happen who's gonna do what and i think um even though it is really close to the first series i like how it's um tackling completely new dynamics of wealth and class Mm. and it's introduced these you've got these um interesting dynamic where you've got these two couples who are apprehensively staying at the same resort Mm. and the two guys are Uh, business partners and former college friends who basically recently sold their business i think and they've come into a lot of money i think it's that the uh i understood it to be that um theo james is 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 already wealthy yes that was it and Aubrey plaza's husband has recently made a lot of money yes and theo james has said come away with us we're gonna go to sicily come on and and he's gone, yeah, okay. And then Aubrey Plaza's there kind of being like, I don't really know these people. I don't really kn- like them. And money. I'm basically stuck in this foursome for a week. That's basically it. Yeah. You've got these um these uh this this son, this father, and this grandfather mm. who are Italian American who are basically coming to Sicily to reconnect with the grandfather's grandmother's village. heritage yeah, yeah. village. And I think, I think it's sort of tackling this idea of uh, Americans adopting identity of countries and mm. sort of reclaiming it yeah. for their own. And then actually, you know how like nodes of Americans would be like, I'm Italian yeah. or I'm Irish, yeah. when it's only like two generations away, whereas yeah. like, I have Polish heritage, but yeah. I don't go around saying I'm Polish. Right. It's, very, it's a very American yeah, thing to yeah, sort of yeah, adopt same. that identity. And obviously they're now coming to Sicily yeah. and bringing their own Americanisms to yeah. it. You've got Jennifer Coolidge's sort of like millennial uh, or Gen Z assistant yes. who's like 23 or something who just probably was willing to say yes to any job. And she's ended up being in one of those things where you get flown out somewhere, yeah. but she's working for Jennifer, the Jennifer Coolidge character yeah, who's yes. just completely unhinged, skittish, uh, and, and I think basically what I'm trying to say is I like how it's given me completely new, fresh dynamics of how to dissect the the sort of wealth yes. uh, and different ways in which it manifests in different situations. And the woman who I, I don't know her name, but she's taking on this like Basil Fawlty character, who's mm-hmm. the manager of the yeah. uh, of the hotel, and she has to almost like present this perfect version of the hotel mm. but it's nothing is perfect yeah. and people are chaotic and people are out of control yeah. and i'm I, and we're only two episodes in so i'm two episodes in but already i'm really enjoying its new framework uh, even yeah. though it exists in that same structure no i agree and and um what happens as well what they've amplified this time is that of course there's a language barrier there's a cultural divide yes. right before it was obviously a hawaii different culture but it's you it's know the united states but like here you know the um the italian hotel manager she Says things that come across really blunt and sort of say, yeah. Well, why would you fly through Rome? And of course, you're going to lose your bags there. Yeah. And they're kind of like, Okay, she's so got that um, that issue. I think with Jennifer Coolidge's character, it's brilliant. So it, in, her character in the first season was sort of re- recovering from like the, the loss of her mother and was like very needy, but also a bit, uh, and in this one, She's there to like process stuff. Basi- basically, she plays a character who is so wealthy that she could have no problems, it, but. She just invents problems for herself. And everyone around her needs to sort of handle her yes. doing everything because yeah. she's never going to handle it herself, yeah. right? She's yeah. just like... like She's like an ageing child. That's yeah. What, what yeah. Is this this grown-up baby. There's also in this season what I like um, is this... The looming presence of ancient culture and like myth, mm. and there's these busts of like Roman uh, masks antiquity and around, and Mars and head and distorted, you know, myth. Oh yes, that's a myth about someone who caught their husband cheating, and he cut, she cut off his head. And you've got the wallpaper again. The, his was brilliant as well. The opening. Um, Begins and I thought, oh no, they've not used the same theme. And then it, back. And, and then it yeah. comes back in, and they in they this new sort of this, yeah, Renaissance, yeah, renaissance, renaissance Italian, um, yeah. And then the same thing with like the Italian wallpaper sort of slowly rotting and distorting. And and it start that, that same with the first series, but it starts very calm, like echoing, mm. and then towards the end, it's like ah, it gets, yeah. it gets really intense and it builds really a crescendo yeah. just like at each episode in the series yeah. does. Um, and I what I think also stood out for me. This time is I found it really really funny. Oh, it's uh, so good! Really, really, good. and not funny in a way that kind of upends any of the drama, but ones that absolutely amplifies it. You know, it's uncomfortable and it's stupid. I mean, Jennifer worthy. Coolidge is a couple of times in the first episode where, like, like in the restaurant, uh, uh, she she's got her assistant there, yeah. but her husband basically says. You need to send your assistant home. Why have you brought your assistant? We're it's on a, holiday. a holiday. Yeah, it's a holiday. And she goes, okay, I've sent her away. But she's just said, no, no, you have to stay in your room. This, <laughs> this is like, but I need to eat. Yeah. And every time she comes down for breakfast, she's like, what are you doing? She's like, I don't know. I need to eat. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, that's just funny. There's a great conversation between, and the dynamic between, like I said, the grandfather, the father and, and, and the son. So F. Murray Abraham plays this 80-year-old grandfather, flatulent grandfather who mm. keeps flirting and hitting on these much younger, very glamorous Italian, um, you know, Waitresses, yeah and the the, the you know the uh, the father figure Michael Imperioli says, "Dad, you know what are you doing?" Yes, I'm. I work in Hollywood. Yeah. And then the son says, "Yeah, when you get older, I mean, like fifties old, and his dad's like, well, I, I'm I'm nearly fifty. Fifties not <laughs> those, old. Those are those are I mean, it's, it's, it's no spoilers, but I feel like those three men re- are representing like uh, some sort of attitudes and approaches towards women at different ages. Yeah. And yeah. I think you, said, I, I I don't know. It's only two episodes, but I have a feeling they yeah. are sort of showing yeah. how different generations of men at different ages will will be receiving women basically. and you know we talked recently about game receiving of thrones women. you know house, yeah. house of Dra- dragon we talked about like R- house of the dragon sorry i know i dropped the, the. Right. it just sounds yeah yeah how house of dragon you yeah. know? um about how that used its cast and it would play you it would get you to invest in one character then completely use that to play you off against another character yes. you've got in. and you kind of have that happening here with this foursome dynamic between uh, you know Theo James and his and his Pretty girlfriend and Aubrey Plaza and her husband and it's like, you know. Theo James is is despicable and and like you know very wealthy detached kind of ignorant, ignorant money. But, um, You know doesn't really vote doesn't believe in like HR laws. Also smart too, but like chooses not to exactly engage. yeah yeah and, and that dynamic is good because you're capturing the kind of conversations that couples have when they go out for dinner. with Another couple, like, can yeah. you believe they said that? Yes. Yeah, but he's probably pretending, like they they don't fight like yeah. we do, but like they're not happy. But, but and... what I like is for the most of the first episode, you're really with like you can see it from Aubrey Plaza's point of view, and you think, mm. oh god, these people are obnoxious. But then by the end, there's a couple of things. That she does in her own sort of like overly frazzled, neurotic, um, like ardent liberal way, as, mm. well as you could put it, right? Someone who's just always wanted to talk to you about the end of the world. Yeah, that actually is shown up very well by Thea James's character, and I'm like, I like what you've done there. You've maybe sort of. Uh, like, 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 like Aubrey Plaza for most of the episode then you flipped it and yeah you, the, it just creates a wonderful tension throughout, throughout the whole show not to mention of course as well the glamorous setting that it's in oh beautiful uh, do you know what I think this but is always re- oh, sorry, yeah. no no I just think I think there's a point about what, what I think the, the White Lotus is very smart at doing is that if you are look at the history of television particularly American television what has always happened is that you'll have uh, uh, like, take, like friends or new girl or something and you know it's uh, the the how the homes that they live in and the lifestyles they live are above the jobs they work and the lifestyle yeah. they, you know the, the actual money they would actually earn right so there's the disparity but because but it's because it's selling you a dream right it's mm. it's aspirational it's yeah. like yeah well you know, you want to watch this sitcom and not worry about their life. You want to be like, oh, well, they, they live in a nice apartment, right? And that's easy to film in a big space. Yeah, and how which many times like have practically... we like, watched a film which is about like a struggling artist and you're like, really? A, but you're living in like a central Manhattan apartment. The, the friend's fantastic. apartment, Monica's apartment, if, if uh, as it was in New York, would easily be worth close to $5 million. Yeah, right, exactly, okay? But it's like the White Lotus has said, look, we know as television that we need to give you something nice to look at. Mm. No, people like to look at escapism, nice locations, nice apartments, whatever. We can give you that, but we're also going to dissect the toxicity it, of wealth. Examine it, <laughs> yeah. di- dissect it. So we, we guess we're basically giving you it hand in hand. And I, mm. I, 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 it, can have, it can have its cake and eat it. Um, I thought it was really smart. I think uh, this series so far really enjoys using sex and sexual tension yes. uh, to like. Uh, to sort of take the characters out of their comfort zone, Mm. reattach people you never think would. And it just, it just loves using sex as an awkward tool. People getting changed in ways they shouldn't, attractions that shouldn't be happening. There are these two characters who I think are brilliant. They're they're so good. They're two uh, like sex workers Mm. who are like, they sort of are local to the area, but they basically try to sneak into the hotel as guests and basically like attract the the money of rich punters to Mm. basically uh, do what they do. And, um, they, they're basically like, that creates a whole new dynamic because the hotel manager knows who they are yeah. and she's like "I know what you're doing get the hell out of yeah. here but um yeah I, I try, I'm try not to spoil episode two basically because yeah. I'm thinking about things but um that's such a great uh, use of something to create extra dynamics on a holiday. Yeah. You're away from your environment, and on um, you know shooting something beautiful. The White Lotus has, does a really good job of making an incredibly beautiful landscape feel slightly unnerving and haunting. Yes, it's almost yeah. too perfect. It's it's yeah. too it's too beautiful. Yeah, it, it is a beautiful beach, but a body just washed up. Exactly, because it. it, it's always trying to walk that line about how uncomfortable that unnatural tourism and is, and how fake it is. Yeah, yeah and how, how fake there, tourism dynamic. is, and. Um, no, that's why, I like, why Lotus is well is that it's a it's a new IP essentially. It's only been around mm. for a year, so I think it's great that we talk. You know, I wanted to talk about it. And We're it, recommending it. Yeah, if, we if are recommending. it. Seen it's either, really any of different. It. Go and watch well. season one. It's fantastic. The whole style of it is it's like oh you know that's I was just going to oh that's oh it's really uh, yeah it's um, it's literally you have a morbid curiosity the whole time yeah. just wanting to see more of it. What I'm, so I always see the murder in the beginning or who died in the beginning and I'm like I want to I want to know what happened. Yeah. How did it all happen? Yeah, and you. know, it's all gonna like just
1: so I believe off.
0: if you're if this is this in the UK uh, White Lotus is on Sky or Now TV yeah um, and then obviously HBO in the other parts of the world but uh, let us know your thoughts if you've seen it we'd love to and then we'll do a spoiler chat at the end yeah yeah oh yeah mate, absolutely love to. <laughs> so much content at the moment it's a Pulp but... Kitchen thumbs up <laughs> hey <laughs> wanted to read a really nice email from Priya from sunny LA. Oh, well, an LA, listener. Hello. Who? Wrote a nice email and just quite an interesting little point. Um, but Priya has written into to hello at popkitchenpodcast.com. Just like you can, if you wanna send us your thoughts, your questions, your concerns, or your opinion on something we've said, please send it on. Uh, but Priya writes, Hello, Pop Kitchen. Hello. New to the podcast and loving it. Thank you, Priya. I work in set decorating, oh. which means I drive all over this congested city called Los Angeles <laughs> to pick out furniture and other odds and ends for movies and television shows. Interesting. And I can say that it's been so lovely to stumble across your podcast as it feels like I have company when I'm stuck on the 101 <laughs> attempting to find whatever odd request a director can d- drum up. I'm just up. seeing the beginning of La La Land now. Yeah, really. yeah. Really. What an interesting job. Like yeah, very because interesting because that must be a thing. Like sets need to be filled. And of course, the dresses. I need things, this, this, yeah. and it must just be a really random list. And I bet you get really good at knowing where to find them. Yeah, and bet, you would just become amazing. I bet at- a set. Decorated set designers' home is very interesting because it's full of interesting things yes. they you know how to find. Yes. Like lots of curious antiques. You and must frequent charity shops because you probably don't have a budget to buy things new. Mm. And yeah. Um, recently I had to oh, okay, so here we go. Story. Recently, I had to find 50 unique individual parts of antique twin boy dolls Whoa. for a television show. And then she puts brackets, minor minor spoilers for the newest season of Netflix is dead to me. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so there you go. But again, like what a weird request. And there's just 50 of them. And like driving all the way around Los Angeles to try and Honestly, it was so challenging that I started just giving haircuts to female twin dolls and safely pinning their dresses to a sort of wide a sort of wide pant by the end, but alas, I digress. Besides really valuing your opinions and my belief that you two are very thoughtful in your film analysis. Thank you. I appreciate the balance of being critical and dissecting a film without being overly negative or expressing little nuance. It takes a hundred people working as hard as they can to put together a film that sometimes just doesn't come across together completely. For example, I think you really handled your dislike or frustrations for the movies with Blonde and Don't Worry Darling really well by addressing your appreciation for production design, Mm. score, costumes, etc. All I can think about are how the craft people some of whom i know personally working tirelessly to recreate these time periods often to skilled and beautiful results in a less than perfect film anyway apologies that the scene was a bit long keep up the good work and i look forward to listening every week take care priya announced and as you said pronounced priya so thank you <laughs> thank you priya, for having a point i mean obviously like th- that's a very lovely email and we're not just Thank reading you. that out to indulge ourselves no. about how nice it is because i think that, that is a really interesting point that though. is a really interesting point look we we, we always do as a conscious thing mm. and that's why we did that in those reviews we fully recognize because i've we've been on film sets yeah, like yeah. both of us we've recognized so many people so many people working so hard to do so many different things that for someone to come along and just go that film didn't work for me does it's just not fair at all some people like priya are like yeah driving around all over la to get one tiny detail mm. for something that you might not even see for a scene that might end up getting cut Reducing so, a review to like 140 characters, like "was shit," didn't yeah, I like know. Thing, blah, blah blah blah. So and like, don't worry, darling. Completely plot aside. I can just imagine people obsessing over the outfits, how it's going to yeah. look. What is this like oh, 50s Americana, so, like false suburb? Oh, it's beautiful. I was actually talking to my brother recently. And he re- he listened to the the blonde review, and he was like, "I'm still going to watch it though because I like a nice looking film." Mm. And I was and like, "It's a beautiful." Yeah, I was like, cool. "I was like, you will struggle, but sure." It is, Blonde is many things, yeah, but it is also a feast for the eyes. Yeah, put it on at a party and put it on mute. That would actually free people. No, that actually me, but like, it's if very people dark. have done any drugs, they like, "Holy shit, yeah. <laughs> is that JFK?" <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Films are made by lots of bunches of people, and yeah. we re- fully respect that. And we we it's we enjoy the like craft that goes into it. Mm. I, you say crafts people. What a great term Yeah, thank you, Priya. So, if you wanted to send us an email like the one slash two of you did this week, you can do by emailing hello at popkitchenpodcast.com and we would love to read it out in a future episode. Great. Okay, James, let's end our 50th episode with, as ever, a game. I've got one for you. Mm -hmm. I believe you have one for me. I do. Okay, James, I'm going to give you another round of guess the movie based on the movie character. All right, okay. Guess the movie based on the movie character. Okay. In three, two, one. Ellen Ripley. Uh, Alien. Matt Murdock. Uh, Daredevil. Yep. Scar. Lion King. Duncan Idaho. Oh, it's from What's-a-Face. Oh my God, we <laughs> talked about this. Duncan Idaho. It's- oh, uh, Dude. Uh, yes, well done. Dwayne Hicks. Uh, uh From Alien- uh I, I, A- yeah, A- yes, 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 yes well done. Martin Riggs. <laughs> Martin Riggs. No, go on. Lethal Weapon. Oh, okay. James Norrington. James Norrington? No. Pirates of the Caribbean. Com- <laughs> Commodore. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Gotcha. That's niche. I know. Annie Wilkes. Annie Wilkes. No, I don't have it. Uh misery. No, I seen it. Augustus Gloop. Uh, d- uh, Charlie and what do you want for the truck factory? Yeah, well done. Jack Torrance. Jack Torrance come on oh, come on no I don't have it The Shining it? Oh, it. okay a few more okay. Buffalo Bill uh, Buffalo Bill Buffalo Bill it gets yeah. the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again no I don't have it Silence of the Lambs oh, Frankenfurter no I don't have this Rocky Horror James Henry Hill Henry Hill Goodfellas oh, All right, these are, I'm terrible. getting harder and harder terrible. for you Ready? Yeah. Flick. Flick. Uh, could be from loads of things. Uh, flick. Stop. Shush. <laughs> flick. Oh my God. I feel like there's so many characters. Bugs Life. Oh. Chiron. Uh, Moonlight. Yes. Well done. Reynolds Woodcock. Re- Mr. Woodcock? No, not Mr. <laughs> Woodcock. Sean <John> Williams Scott? No. <laughs> Reynolds no. I Phantom know. Thread. Oh, no. I okay. Gary Valentine. Larry Valentine is from I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry. Gary Valentine. (laughs) Gary Valentine. Recent. Same director. No, I don't have it. Uh, Licorice Pizza. And lastly, Dorothy Gale. This is a bit of a trick one. Oh, Oh, is it uh, like Dorothy from... um... Wizard of Oz. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. but you never know. I it. I saw it. You didn't do very well in that one. Terrible. Did, 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 did I can't remember what you thought of Licorice Pizza. You liked it, but didn't love it. Uh, yeah, I felt very mid about it. Very. You, mid. you googled that, name. You didn't know the main character's name. I know, Licorice it's Pizza. Gary Valentine. No, that always oh, stuck with me because I, I was like, know it's a, it's a love film, and he's called Gary Valentine. Gary Valentine. i go. think after having waited, I feel more fondly about Licorice Pizza than. That, that, even since I've seen it, I think I like it more now. I th- I remember it fondly. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I call bullshit that you know the name of that character. <laughs> no, I do remember it. I do remember it. I didn't have to look that one up. I, I put Reynolds Woodcock because I remember Dan. I thought, oh, what's the other Paul Thomas Anderson film? Oh, yeah, yeah. Licorice Pizza. Yeah, I never year. remember. So Reynolds Woodcock is who Daniel Day-Lewis plays. Absolutely. The threat. House no of no Woodcock. Uh, you have insulted the House Stop of Woodcock. It. Anyway, okay. there you go. You didn't do very well on that Shockey one. Shocking performance. I'm so bad at these. What's, what have you got for me? I have for you some film opposites. Oh, classic. Big big, big fan on the social media of the film opposites, okay. these kids. Um, if you didn't know, I'm going to say a film title filled with the antonyms of the film. That's so true. Antonyms. And these are loosely. very loose antonyms, yeah. but you still, I still think they're always fair. Sometimes I just throw in a straight-up synonym, just to throw people off. Just to... Uh, like I think I did... It was Manchester by the sea, and I did Liverpool, Liverpool by, by the, the lake. lake. That's no, that's fair enough. But obviously, Liverpool isn't the opposite of Manchester. They're not People opposing get factions. Get but you get it, right? Okay. So, George, you have to guess the film based on its opposite film title. Ready? Three, two, one. The fact of nothing. The. Of, of everything the the, the fact the lie the lie of everything the, li- the, the lie the theory th- of everything uh, the noise of the beef the sound of signs of the lambs yes adults work children play child's play yes why women w- why women x-men <laughs> tomorrow yesterday fatherless <laughs> queens motherless kings motherless kings motherless brooklyn Oh, Queens, oh, you, Dover, Dorset, Uh, Dover, Calais, Dunkirk. Yes. Lightest minute. Darkest hour. The boy on the plane. The girl on the train. Sane, clever, hate. Sane, clever, hate. Uh, Crazy, stupid, love. Avoid the shitters. (laughs) What? Um... (laughs) uh avoid uh (laughs) meet the (laughs) fuckers crude (laughs) crude james you could have got that you could have got that oh that was it yeah that was an episode 50
1: of pop kitchen
0: thank you so much again for listening to 50 episodes if you've been around 50 episodes or just joining us um, as you know we try to release these episodes every single wednesday when James isn't getting, like, arrested at Heathrow Airport. Yes, last week. Or getting into week. a cr- cruise ship. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again for sticking around for 50 episodes. And to many more, please join us again next week. Uh, as ever, guys, Instagram, TikTok, it's all happening there. Give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us a review. If you listen to an Apple podcast, which I know some of you are. A lot of people do. Just drop us a little review. Oh, we'd oh love yeah. It. We'd give love us it. Just five stars. You know, These just, guys just are a, great. All, yeah, just a rating. No, We'd really appreciate it. Really it really helps grow the show. Um, And your support, as ever, is I'm and we'll try bears. and see Black Panther for next week. We will, so of course, we'll try. if we can literally get a ticket, yeah, <laughs> I'll try and go. But I'm like kind of into seeing it, but I'm not like I'm I'm not thinking I must see it. Mm. I think it'll be a big film that people will want to hear our opinions on. Sure, we talk a lot about Marvel on this, don't we? Of course. So look out right. for that. I'm um, gonna try and see Living. Yeah, great. Catch up on that. I'm gonna think catch up enjoy on it. Banshees. There's, at just, some there's point so much content at the moment. Anyway, it's outrageous, but it's an exciting time to be a film and TV watcher. Right. See you guys next week. See you next week.